Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome. Can everyone hear me? Hello. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry, I had some technical issues earlier. I just, I can't win. <laughs> we have a garbage man that decides to come during my radio show. So if it's at noon, oh. you come at noon. And like, he came later today, but came during the show. So nice. the dog had to bark and scared me, and I knocked everything down and had to reset everything. Oh, no. Well, you know how we do. It's all improv anyway. It is. Well, you know, I always say I'm just this close to the million dollar song, which means, you know, things go wrong, but never go wrong enough that I can sell it and turn it into a song and, you know, million dollars for the country world. Yep. So, welcome. So, who's all here right now? Mind Matters. Where we break down hypnotherapy. We break down your mindset. We break down all the misconceptions and talk about the truth. We give you examples. We show you what hypnotherapy is all about. One, to weed out the people who don't know what they're doing, but also to educate you and how you can find alternatives to living your best life. Yeah. Good stuff. I am honored to have my co-host, Andre. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. Here in Wisconsin, I think it's going to rain. I'm not sure we could use it. How's things up there? We yeah, are under storm warnings, so we're this afternoon into evening, it can turn into tornadoes and hail. That's up, by the way. Whoa. Okay, that's extreme. <laughs> I'm your way. Careful. Oh, oh, I don't want that. What's today's topic? It is hypnotherapy. What is it? And the misconceptions of it. To start the process of explaining what it is. Because, you know, a lot of people, when you say hypnotherapy, they look at the old movies from, like, the 50s about, you know, you go and sit in a dinner and have dinner at a restaurant, and you have that hypnotist go up there and, you know, have you cut a dog. Creepy, and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear or about like, people uh, like... like, you know, shows. Yeah. And then you go like the Unabomber and um, um, MK Ultra and, you know... Yikes. Yeah, that's an extreme case right there. Like the uh, Manchurian candidate and all that, or something. Basically, and creepy stuff. It takes a lot to get to that point to be that kind of person, and the average person. And drugs. Drugs. Yeah, it takes a, a yeah. set of what is it? Four things that need to be involved in it for it all to happen in the right order at the right time. Uh, I don't it's even like, know. This is way beyond anything I even want to even dabble in, but it's terrible. And I'm hoping that it's actually they're done doing that for real now. I mean, I know there was a case in the, like, the 50s or something, doing that in the shadows. Someone yeah. was. I'm not going to say 
who it was a um sponsored the program and it was ran by the US government. There's been yeah. reports of people turning into bad people because of it. That's crazy. But yeah, so it takes a whole bunch of other things outside of regular good therapy hypnosis that uh, make someone turn into some kind of subservient robot or whatever. And then they take that and then pump that out everywhere. Like, that's what hypnosis is. And that's bad. And it's wrong. And it doesn't not the real thing. So, to get you to understand what hypnotherapy is, we're going to start out with just a relaxation script. Basically, a, just a meditation. So, if you're in a comfortable place and listening, you can do this. Otherwise, you can listen to the replay when you're at home, not driving, not doing anything. So, it gives you a general idea of what a general hypnotherapy is. And then we'll go into the details and the nitty-gritties and break this all down for you if you all understand. And we're safe. Oh. That means, like, not in the pool, not operating the vehicle, uh, machinery, right? Uh, Correct. Okay, what else? You are in a place where you can relax and go drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really for relaxation. The little exercise that we do get you to learn what your triggers are, but also for you to think back when you're in a stressful situation. All right, it's a little, it's a little choppy. I'm not sure if that's because of the weather you mentioned. Uh, my fear, just to be nice. I'm moving around a little bit. Okay. Just want everybody to get the full experience. Tapping into the meditation voice, pattern, rhythm. Hmm. So what I'd like you to do is if you're sitting down or laying down, I want you to lift your feet a little bit off the ground. And then I want to lift you to lift your foot up at a real or imaginary spot on the ceiling. Or a if you're outside, I want you to take a nice deep breath in and hold it as you breathe out. Allow your eyes to take another deep breath in. And this time, as you breathe out, I'd like you to let your head, heavy head, fall forward. Like a big, heavy cannonball. Now just breathe again. And as you breathe out, let those shoulders relax and sag right down. Now take another deep breath. I want you to let you feel it. Let those feet go flat. And one more time. Breathe in. And as you breathe out, this kind of imagine or visualize and in the body, imagine all your bones temporarily Going to feel 
be able to voice questions. You may even hear a few background going on. And as you hear this noise, it makes you more relaxed. your body, from the tips of your fingers, very to your toes, will become limp and relaxed. Every muscle, nerve, and fiber becoming deeply relaxed. Seven, and relax. Six, breathing normally, going absolutely comfortable. Five, imagine the with all the lights. And what you're going to do, imagine those lights you turn off. Now, as those lights are being turned off one by one, say to yourself, I'm feeling even more and more relaxed. So, seven, six, light going off now. Five, I want you to imagine your legs are feeling like lead. So, here, so relax on top of your head and the tip of your head. Five, no tension. No stress. And those lights are going out. Three, two, and one. Beautifully relaxed. Things you want to complete in the next 90 days, 60 days or 30 days. And as you feel yourself relaxing a little bit, you'll find yourself relaxing more. And wanting to do it now. Because you want to become the best you that you can be. And as you want to learn all the information at an unconscious level, it will allow you to be available for unconscious integration or retention. So every time you feel yourself becoming stressed, you're going to remember you take that breath and count backwards and relax. And now over the next couple days or longer, the color green will have a special meaning to you. The color green, green, green may seem sharper may seem clearer, may seem more to you. It may be a stoplight. It may be the color of grass. It may be a car. seems to catch your eye. And that's right. So over the next few days, the color green, green, green will be a significant to you. It will be as small as a fingernail polish or as large as a billboard. The color green will just seem to catch your eye. Every time you see the color green, it will reinforce all the positive things that you have done. It'll, the color green will increase your confidence and you will succeed. The color green will help you relax when you're feeling stressed. You will not have to look for the color green. You will just notice it automatically. And each time you see that color green, you'll become more motivated and more calmer and more relaxed. It'll help you clear your head. It'll help you relax. And now you will not have to look for the color green. It will just catch your eye. You may even see green where you've never noticed it before. Each time you see the color green, consciously or unconsciously, your confidence, your motivation, your ability to be relaxed will continue to grow. All right. In a moment, I'll emerge you. I will count from one to five. At the count of five and not before. Those eyes open, become fully alert, 
fully refreshed and feeling wonderful in every way. And opening your eyes when I reach the last number and only as quickly as you accept the power of each suggestion you have been given. One, start to notice your surroundings, but still very relaxed. Two, you may begin to notice a peaceful calmness with every breath out and in that you take. Three, easily and gently feel yourself coming back to your full awareness. Four, feel relaxed and calm, but notice your eyes under your eyelids clearing, like they're being bathed in a sparkling full mountain stream. And on the next count, open your eyes fully, alert, feeling fantastic in every way. Get ready. Now. Five. Open those eyes and notice how good you feel. Feeling good. I think um, I had I put my own mute when it when I did that. Um, things seemed a little clearer to hear you. You got quite a voice. It's really relaxing. It's real good. Rejuvenate it. Thank you. I like that okay. you did the technique with the color. Uh, I like that one too. It, it seems to really help once you get somebody. Uh, once you help somebody get themselves really relaxed, um, that really drives right through. And then later people ask you, "What is with that color? It's everywhere. <laughs> Not even looking for it." And then it's paired with whatever the goal was. So right. it really and amplifies the effect. Like an obvious color. Mm-hmm. Summer. So normally I'd be doing it all the time. Because it's something else. But it just popped in my head. Did yeah, I, I used to go with red, red, red. But not everyone, sometimes people have a bad association with red, I think. So I ask them what their favorite color is. You're going to notice it anyway. But even more so when in that state. So, that is a general, that's all it is. It's just a level of. Meditation. It's like, it's like uh, extreme relaxation and focus. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, to me, when I go in, it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you're there. You're just kind of, you can block out everything else. It's kind of like a spa inside of your skull. I don't know how to put it. Uh, and inside of your body. To me, that's what it's like. That's what I've heard from other people. So, uh, is going over some of the common misconceptions. And the first one that I hear a lot of is loss of control. So, individuals who are surprised control of their end. I think if I'm co-host, I'm not sure what's going on, but it cuts me out or cuts off the sound, and I don't hear everything you say. So, could you repeat that one more time? There we go. Someone had background noise. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Okay. It was really hard to hear. All right, all right. So uh, fear of loss of control. Honestly, I think I had that before I started learning about hypnosis and how it really works, too. Um, I mean, I've only seen, like, a couple stage shows in my life, and I've only, you know, heard all the stuff that's been said and all the cartoons and all the movies and all that. 
um, and people walking around like a robot or a zombie or something. But really, it's nothing like that. The way that I compare it when I'm explaining it to someone is that, um, and like Mary, you've had you have two you have two baby babies running around right now. Um, when they were really little, even if you were, I mean, you've got military experience also. But when you were in the middle of the night or whatever, and they would wake up, uh, you would wake up too, right? Like even if you were like dead asleep, you still pop right back into action to go handle that, correct? Or like you hear a bump in the night, you're up to go take care of that. I feel like it's that same kind of way with hypnosis. Um, You're not going to be, if it's something against your moral fiber, you're going to pop right back up and be like, no, 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 I don't agree with that. So can't be like, you're going to give me a million dollars, go rob a bank, kick a basket of puppies. If it's against your moral fibers, you're not going to want anything to do with that or the person who's working with you uh, with hypnosis. You there, Mary, or anybody else? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I don't know if anyone else can hear or not. We'll talk on the subject of fear of loss of control a little bit longer. Um, What else could I say about that? Really, it comes down to experiencing it for yourself. It's a subjective experience. And like I said, it doesn't go against your moral fibers, which is a good thing. It's, it's, there's like the safety mechanism inside of ourselves. Like if I were to say, um, I don't know, I just want to make up something. Okay, if you, oh, I think we got Mary. Somebody. Now can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Welcome back. For some reason, I'm having issues with my system. Okay. I don't know if you heard what I said so far. I was talking about how... um, when in hypnosis, there's no need for fear of control because if, if it's something that goes against your moral fibers, you're not going to do it. Uh, it's just like when you had little kids and you were asleep because kids are exhausting at the age, um, but you hear them cry or something, you'd wake up straight up out of, you know, that deep sleep and go take care of it. Uh, I feel like that's the same way our mind works, the safety mechanisms, the safety net. It pops us back up, springs us up. If it's something that hits that trigger against your moral fiber. Correct. Um, you know, another good one that I like hear a lot for of, especially with military personnel, is mm-hmm. someone's got really loud background music or background noise. It's hard to hear. Oh, is it me? Could I don't know. I got these different Bluetooth headphones on. They might be catching everything. Yeah, it could be. Um, another good one that I hear a lot of, because I work with a lot of trauma-based um, military personnel, is that mm-hmm. hypnotherapy only works on the weak-minded. Mm, yeah. That's not true. But, yeah, I hear that, too. Or people believe it. And that's definitely not true. Let me add that to my list here. Well, I kind of have the stigma. It does. You know, um, it works for weak-minded people. It's a little bit easier on weak-minded people. And it's, by that, I mean people who are – and what's considered weak? You know, a lot of people that um, are termed weak-minded are ones that are open to a lot of new things. Yeah. They it's have a label. Have that, yeah, and it is. Where, you know, a lot of military, especially law enforcement, a lot of service people are taught, trained to always be in that state of awareness. You're taught to... works from the best. Huh? Uh, Never mind. We'll get back to that point, probably. I was just just saying, it works with them the best, though. 
perfect kind of mind for that. Um, especially since that guard is up, 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 up. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're on to something really, really great. Um, well, when you're ra- taught and trained not to lose control of yourself, it's hard to let go. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I, that works a lot with them is playing that devil's advocate round where you sit and explain, you know, you allowing yourself to open up to this mm-hmm. is a sign of control. You're controlling and allowing your body to do that, or your mind to do that. Yep. Yep. Like uh, Go ahead. Like a knob. You control how much. You're the one that's in control the whole time. Um, and I think people think it's it's not like that. They think it's okay. They're going to be telling. And, the, and there are some hypnotists that go out there that say, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to be this way and all that. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. So it really comes down to the person's center of control and how much they can just relax into the changes that they already wanted, um, which you and I do, you know, a preliminary talk first to figure out what somebody wants first instead of trying to pry someone and put some kind of suggestion in there, make somebody, fix somebody some kind of way they didn't even want to be in the first place. Right. And that's where it's crucial to sit down with your therapist or, hip- or your hypnosis. Yeah. And they that. need to ask you the questions of, is it something you want or is it something someone wants mm-hmm. for you? You know, a, a good example yep. of that is addiction, drinking or drugs, even smoking or food. You know. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of calls from spouses that want their other spouse to stop smoking or stop drinking, and I have to tell them, I can't. I'm not the wizard from Oz. I can't make that happen. Right. They have to want it on their own. Right. Oh, another one is, like, uh, if someone, if mom and daddy pay for it or whatever for the kid, yeah. no, it doesn't work that way. You've got you got to figure out how to work with the, the adolescents' um, motives, how it would help them out with their life and their goals. Correct. It's a little different in that case. Yeah. If well, someone's first... pushing you into it, then, yeah. And that's what I specialize in is working with kids. You know, it's a whole mm-hmm. different ball game. You can't go from working with adults to working with kids with no experience because it is – whole different world. Kids are actually can be a lot harder to work with because they yeah. have such a strong mind. Mm-hmm. They question a lot of different age everything. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, it's great. Good. Question you everything. Really, they le- you really learn your material really quick and have yourself prepared before you deal with a child. Yeah. They will call you out. Sometimes because it's just not satisfactory enough. So. Especially in this age. What about us? Are... Go ahead. Yeah. There's technology. It's you got the answers right at your fingertips on everything. Quote, unquote, answers. You know, we still have to go a little further. Um, but skepticism. What about that? What are your thoughts on people that are like, I don't know, I don't know if I believe in that. People barking like dogs, clucking like chickens. It sounds, it seems ridiculous. <laughs> Those are the ones that I love the most. Yeah. Because we always start out joking about, if I could do that, I would be, you know, I'd be a millionaire right now because I'd be the greatest person in the world when it comes to parties. All right. <laughs> Life of the party. But it is good for that too. Where we start out with just the relaxation script. And what I do with a lot of those that are unsure about it is we go through the whole process mm-hmm. first. And then from the process, 
what we do is we sit down and they get a copy of an audio recording of just the relaxation strip and they listen to it a few times. And then we'll meet back up afterwards to um, see how it's helped or if it hasn't helped. Mm-hmm. What works, what doesn't, yeah. Right. For that person. Because, you know, the biggest yeah. misconception is, especially with script writing, is that people think they can take a script off of online and it's a one-size-fits-all script. Ooh. And the only... Somebody might not like those. Well, exactly. Yeah. And when you go through hypnosis, your induction is basically generalized and you're, you know, um, I'm drawing a blank. Coming out of it. Uh, yeah, abduction or whatever. Yeah, there's a million different different but, names and takes on it, but there's parts. Yeah. Yeah. those are the only two parts that can be generalized. An actual real hyp- hypnotherapist takes that script, gets into asking you the questions, and takes and builds that script in real time to fine tune it for you. Mm-hmm. Because it only will work for you. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's got to be. It's personalized. It's it takes passion. It takes um, actually getting to know the other person's persona. What they what are what are they game for? You know what do, what do they believe? You got to start from there. What's that old? There's a Native American saying that's like, it's easier to guide a horse that's going in a certain direction already. You know, figure out what direction that horse is going and you can lead it to the water. But, uh, yeah, there's also so much, so much uh, growing body of evidence going on right now. Uh, American Psychological Association sets all of this and there's white papers about it. Uh, the body of research is it just keeps growing, and that's amazing. And I think that's great. Um, so it's not just the subjective experience; it's not just from one person's experience to the next, but it's actually recorded uh, year after year. But it's also, and this is where people need to watch out for and make sure they ask the questions. And next week. On our show next week, we're going to break down the questions you should be asking your your hypnosis. Yeah. Because it's also not a very regulated field yet. Mm. Like coaching. You know, people can take a couple classes, get a little certificate, and not know what they're doing, or train in a particular area, like meditation, for instance. And run with that and start messing with people's minds and not and cause more damage than good. Right. And that's that's a good point right there too. Um, that adds to the uh, to stigma of it. Um, I haven't ran across it much, but there are some cases where people went off and did something crazy, and that's not good. That puts a bad name on people who are honest and have actually put in the time, the years, the effort, the uh, certifications to not only show that they know what they do, that they know what they're doing, but also to utilize that. There's a whole story. There's a whole journey behind each and every degree and certificate. So, yeah, it will be a good thing to ask about that. And it's also one of the, you know, like any other medical profession, you actually do are required to have so many hours of continuing ed every year. And you have to recertify every so many years. It's not where you do Mm. it once and you're done. Weekend course. (laughs) Bar mitzvah. Yeah. right. Right now I'm finishing up my continuing ed and redoing my, or redoing my certifications. That's good. Yeah, I just um, I've been redoing my course of uh, trauma-informed care with the University of Indiana. Uh, so it's keeping me up 
on that subject. But yeah, man, it's it really is important uh, to make sure that someone knows what they're doing. So next week, that's the topic. That is the topic the question, next week. Important questions to ask. And what you should know about your therapist before you agree to anything. Yeah. Scope them out. What about stigma? Like, okay, so, you know, some people, they think it's like, you know, entertainment gimmick. I think we were talking a little bit about it, but, um, you know, some people, or like um, they say therapy is for the weakest, you know, weak people or for people that are dim-witted or something like that. What's your thoughts on that? Well, there's always been a misconception about therapy for the weak. It's, it's a sign of, they believe it's a sign of weakness for, because you're asking for help. It's something you can't do with your, for yourself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like with hypnotherapy, the one thing I like this over, and I've done traditional therapy. I've had lots of therapists. Mm-hmm. That I've never clicked with. The one thing about hypnotherapy uh, that makes it so much better than just traditional talk therapy and hypnotherapy, my personal belief is it's a tool. It is not to fix everything. Cool mm-hmm. tool, tool. Right. Which is why you know you use it, and then you get the coaching and the others to go with it. Hmm on certain issues. And I say that because I specialize in working with trauma and mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I do some weight loss, some, you know, quit smoking, things like that. But depending on what the issues are that causes it is what I deal with and I help you with after the fact. So it's not just you're in my office for two, for two sessions, a couple hours at a time, and you're done. Some case it is. Some people, you know, that's great. It Others, all depends. We do some coaching to go with it. Yeah. So, like, what um, what parts are in your coaching to help so, furthermore, like, if, you know, someone quit smoking with hypnosis? Um, one of the things that we do when you go into hypnosis is you go into the induction. But from there, we start, and all that is, it's basically shutting down. And I had a friend of mine help me record my script because my house is very rarely ever this quiet. But you busy, politely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one of the issues that people have is that a script is designed not to make sense. And that's the hardest part about reading a script. And that's what takes a lot of practice is being able to read the actual words and not what you should be saying. You think you should be saying. Because you're taught from a very young mm-hmm. age to talk proper. Right. And if you listen to that script, I repeated a couple numbers and a couple patterns the same, and threw things out of whack. The whole point of doing it that way is, one, it confuses your mind. So what that does is that takes your conscious mind or your, and what your conscious mind is, it's your actual physical thinking part. Thinking lots of You have control over what you're thinking. Exactly. And that keeps that occupied so it basically shuts down so it opens up your subconscious mind. And your subconscious is all about your automatic responses. We ask, Mm -hmm. you get asked a question, you want an answer. You know, it's like when you're a kid. You get in trouble. Your parents want ask you what you did wrong. And you want, you're supposed to fire those answers off. And they may not, they looked at it as a sign of respect and why you need to answer them right away. But really the reason why you're answering them right away, you're not thinking about it, is one, you're not coming up with a lie. But that automatic right. answer that pops out of your mouth, it's like kids. That filters mm-hmm. busted. So what comes out of their mouth comes out of their mouth and you may not like it or not, but it's the truth. That's how you're Yeah, like up to the age of nine. Yep, all subconscious. I think that's what uh, um, the alpha, I know it's uh, theta brainwave, I think that's what it yeah. is. I have to look that look back into that. But that's that meditative state of mind right there. Hypnogogic state where it's like easy to, there's no filter, like you said. There's no filter and it's just 
they don't think they're lying. They don't even have a concept of what lie is. It's just the answer that their brain put together quick. It's right. like saying, don't think about a, don't think about a yellow apple. Whatever you do, don't think about a yellow apple. You end up thinking about a yellow apple. Maybe it's a sour apple. Maybe your tongue starts watering because you're thinking about a yellow apple. Uh, you know, it's just that filter. It's automatic. So it's the part of your um, brain you have no control over whatsoever. Exactly. But, but that's the part. Go not ahead. to say there's still a safety. There's still a safety feature though, which is a good thing. If it's something that's dangerous to you, you're not going to do it because uh, your subconscious mind is there to keep you safe. Uh, you know, you already learned that fire is hot and you're not going to stick your hand in it. <laughs> so unless it's something you really wanted to do or that you deemed as not important enough to put attention on. So that's a, it's a good safety feature with hypnosis. Your whole point of your subconscious is to keep your body alive. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's literally to keep that Where else is it going to be? Yeah. So anything in you can't really. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, you know, that's that's the subconscious is home, so it's got to protect it. It's got to keep it safe. Which is that's you. Got to keep you safe. So that's its one job. And so, was it like the uh, doesn't know the difference between real and not real, like in a dream? That's also part of the subconscious. So, so that's what happens with like a lot of phobias too. If something bad happened and there was a, a card of oranges at the same time this bad thing happened, it builds that association with those oranges and then it tells your brain, oranges are bad. It's a bad sign of that one time. So um, it doesn't know how to differentiate that. That's why hypnosis helps. It helps to help separate that out. So, you know, oranges are okay. That experience happened, and yes, it happened in the past. <laughs> it's a little easier to, because your brain doesn't have time for all that in that moment. Right, and that's where I like to always use either a picture book or a movie. So, mm. instead of you physically seeing it, like, in the first person, you're watching it or seeing it in pictures. Because you've already lived yeah. it, you've already been through it, it's okay. And it helps bring it out a little bit more. But really, you know, this is where it's so crucial for your ther- therapist to be trained in what they're doing. Because mm-hmm. the questions that they ask you when you under hypnosis can be interpreted so many different ways yeah. that you can actually get misleading answers. Mm-hmm. And I, know, I, had, I had a client that she did another form of hip, um, a version of it called NLP and did some hypnotherapy with it. And instead of asked, basically led her into believing that she was molested as a kid because of the feeling she was having. Cause she went through a lot of trauma as a kid. And so she started blocking mm-hmm. out the memories. And because of the guilt mm. she felt about the situation and she couldn't remember the situation, the way that the, that person worked with her got her to basically believe, even though she had no memories of it, that she was molested. Yeah. So her mother yeah. called me to see if, if I could help her find out the truth. That's why I say there's oh, a lot of bad. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, when you that's why it's so crucial to have the experiences, but it's also crucial to know if there's a certain agenda and what certain beliefs Mm -hmm. of certain therapists are, because when they, when you're closed minded and you believe a certain way, it will actually affect the way you question somebody. And so you want some of your questioning to be very broad, but yet direct at the same time. (laughs) You know, one of my favorite um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, I got to hear this. Your favorite quote? One of my favorite questions I ask my clients is, is when we, what I do is I regress them to a certain period of time, to their last known memory. Or the other part is, is what 
was the root cause of that issue you're dealing with? What caused that to have that issue? So I'm generic mm-hmm. enough to where your subconscious will pull out the answer, but yet I'm specific enough to where your subconscious will find those parts that you need. And you never go with just one answer. You want to ask it three or four different times in three to four different periods of time in their life. Because you're going to look at a common ground and not just run with, oh, my gosh, this happened when they were five years old. This must be the reason. Well, this necessarily. It could have been something reoccurring throughout their life and certain issues. And it happened to be like this one client was um, mom and dad used to fight a lot. Mom would leave dad. Mom would go broke, go back to dad, and it would go back and forth. And as a kid, she felt, as young as four years old, felt guilty because she understood what was going on, and she didn't want her mom to go back to her dad. And then she Mm -hmm. started feeling guilty because she didn't speak up and tell her mom she was being dumb. And I'm paraphrasing that. Yeah. Guilt is using with kids, though. They believe it's their their fault. We believe that it was our fault. You know, we're self-centered. Not in a bad way, but what else do we know from our own right. experience? And with her, it was her fault because um, dad didn't want her. Mm. And that was a big part of the fight, is that she was the baby of the family and she was in accident. And so a lot of the big fights involved because she existed, mom didn't get rid of her. But that guilt that she felt is the same, similar guilt that victims of assault will feel. Mm-hmm. So that's why... That's really sad. That story happens a lot, you know, in the U.S., at least. Yeah. Um, the thing, yeah, that's, that's deep. Do we have other callers on here? or How do you tell? <laughs> um, I'll send you the information for the dashboard. We have one. Okay. Hey, hi, Dan. Do you have any questions you want to ask? No, no pressure. None. But thanks for being here. We talk about this all the time. Diane's actually the lady that's re- um, recording my scripts for me. Oh, okay. The, the audio crew. Yeah, she's got that mom voice, soothing voice. Yeah. Do you guys use, um, see, what I had to do for myself when I was writing uh, scripts is kind of make a system for myself. If it's in, ital- if it's in italics, it would be, um, you know, slow down or it would be say it in this kind of voice or, you know, break it down in this kind of way. Or if it's in bold or if it's, you know, capital letters, like a system so that, I just you know, what way you want to say it. Like, I'll bold it and then I'll I'll put in parentheses how it needs to be said. Or if it needs a pause, I'll yeah. write, you know, two second pause. Yeah, that works. So. I guess I, there'd be I, a way to do it like uh uh you know how you write a music note or music composure. You can you know, like the little breaks and all that. But anyway. There is ten minutes. little periods down. It's just, you know. Dot dot dot. So whatever you do for yourself that helps you remember what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. Yeah. hmm But, yeah. you know, the ironic part is, is hypnotherapy has been around a long time. Yeah. Ancient. And we're just now so starting to understand it. Well, the thing is, it's uh, hypnosis. It's just a natural state of mind. It's been around since we've been around. It's just the hypnotherapy part that comes in, trying to figure out how to trigger the things, how to get them to work the best way, how to help somebody bring out what's been buried down. I had a session uh, about three weeks ago now, and it was for confidence, uh, just to kind of get the little extra edge to nick the nick the butt off of the whatever's been holding me back, and 
I swear, like once we were done with that, it felt like my lower back, like my 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 uh, tailbone, like loosened up. Like that pain is gone. That knot that was in there, poof. So it just goes to show, like how our body and mind are so intertwined and are locked. There's no separation between that. So you work on one thing, you're getting something else too, unknowingly. I like that. Right. Well, you got to remember, too, is that your body, when you're stressed, tightens up. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that is the, your back and your neck are the first things to tighten, but they're also the, the, the last things to loosen up. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, with hypnotherapy, they've actually had studies and actually had proof of this that using it, you can actually heal your own body. Yeah. Yeah. I got a technique I do. Um, I breathe in the air. Like, if it works best outside for me. Breathe in the wind. And I imagine that there's, like, magnetic filament in the air. And then it sticks to wherever it's hurting inside of my body. And I hold that breath for a little bit. And then I forcefully breathe it out, and I pretend I say the word switch. Like I pretend the polarity of the pain switches. Like I, because you know your body knows what feel what's good feeling and what's bad feeling. <laughs> You're feeling the bad, the bad, but since you have that magnetic, those little magnetic filaments stuck to it, then you can just you're focusing on that area. Then you say switch. You switch the polarity polarities. Breathe out. Um, I mean, it's been working for me. It worked for a few people, too. But um, I haven't made a case study out of it. But, yeah, you're just taking – it's visualization. It's also breathing. And it works because you do it fast enough to where you're not thinking about it. You just right. you, you just think opposite. You think opposite or switch. And you breathe out, and you should switch off that pain. There's actually this been not medical studies. advice. No, but there's been case studies where people have actually used hypnotherapy to cure cancer. Yeah, I've I've read some of those beautiful. Um, they uh, use like imagine like a video game. Like kids, they would imagine a laser taking the cancer out, you know, shooting the shooting the cancer out of there. I use it to cure headaches, migraines. I get, um, mm-hmm. used to get severe debilitating migraines to the point Absolutely. where I would force myself to throw up because it would loosen the muscles in my head Oh, yeah. to help relieve the pain and nothing yeah. would work. And I've tried medications and mm-hmm. it was, which would work, but they'd knock you out. Well, then I couldn't do those because my yeah. kids wouldn't. Right. And so um, not having it. Right. Kids being not working. And so um, mm-hmm. instead of taking a buttload of aspirins and all that stuff and laying down and you know, uh, when I first started my training, we had to practice on each other. Yeah. And so we created a, a script for migraines. And I haven't had up until recently, which Andre, I need you to help me do me a, um, do it on you me again it. to refresh my script. But um, okay. because of that, for about two years, I didn't have migraines. I barely got headaches. That's a good, that's a good script. And then from there, now I'm back to where my neck is messed up and tight. My body's tight, but and I'm back to getting migraines again. But every so often, you're gonna. Yeah, uh, you're super again. busy. Yeah. I got a perfect technique for you. You're going to love it. it uh, it's what I use myself. I have a uh, metaphorical button on the back of my neck, and I push it, and I say, pain be gone, or say, pain, or ache be gone, all depending. Like, at first, I had it programmed for pain, but then I realized, hey, this isn't working. I'm like, oh, this isn't a pain. This is an ache. So then I push oh. it now, and I say, ache be gone. Blood's oh. out. See, mine is because um, of my accident. Well, there weren't accidents. Oh. My neck, you know, yeah. your neck doesn't on a C. Mine's backwards. Okay. So I have to have specific pillows 
and lay a certain way to keep everything mm-hmm. aligned. And yeah, my, I have to get a new pillow, but because like when you I turn what? my yeah, neck, I... you can hear it. Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, this uh, I sent you a email or I sent you a message. Um, I think there's. Oh no, I don't have my scheduling in there. I'll send you a way to figure out what's the best time, and we can hash this out and get rid of that. You know, something that'll help. You know, Just on the the muscular skeletal. What? Yeah. Let's do it on the show. Coming up in a couple oh, weeks. Like right now? Uh, next one? Okay. All right. We'll do it a couple weeks. So we'll I got a couple about, a, about a half hour, forty five minutes. Perfect. That'll work. I'd love to help out as long as you you can put up with it for a couple of weeks. And yeah. Oh yeah. I got Ben Gay. Yeah. That stuff works. What's that um uh BC something I used to it was the grossest stuff ever. It's like a, a powder, but it worked better than anything. Huh. And I used to get headaches. All yeah. the old anyway. aspirin before there was an aspirin. The powder. I think use. so. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I have a gig <laughs> reflex. I'm good. Uh, God, it works. <laughs> but All right. how... I don't think we. Uh... Go ahead. Oh, also, hypnosis isn't like a religious thing either. Um, I think it works especially well with religion because honestly, when well, it comes down to it, you put in your your it's um. You're putting yourself over to a higher power, not the therapist, but to whoever, whatever you believe in. It doesn't have to necessarily be God or Allah or whatever. It's just, um, and that's the thing with a good hypnotherapist, they're going to ask you about what's going on. Um, who do you believe in? What do you believe in? Um, and what's going to work best for you? Cause it's really comes down to your mind that's been designed to do that work. Um, the Catholic Church actually uses hypnotherapy as a form of treatment. It's accepted through the Catholic Church. And it wow. started out with monks. And the Gregorian chant mm. is actually a form of hypnotic. Yeah, that is, that is hypnotic. Actually, one of my mentors, he learned from a Catholic priest. So they taught me how to do it. And so that's pretty uh, small world. You know, the cool thing is, is you go over to, um, I was talking to a gentleman and he was telling me and showing me this really cool, is that the old, the um, Hindus and mm-hmm. over in India, their temples, yep. and these temples are hundreds of years old. They're not recently built, but yeah, they do meditations, which is a form of hypnotherapy. And you can, yeah. they can actually turn the pillars that hold the whole building what? up. And as you turn these pillars, it actually resonates a different sound. So as they're changing, oh you actually get the, the frequency music. Wow, that's advanced right there. I know like it started with the, the dream temples in Egypt or something, uh, and, and Greece. Yep. Incubation temp- chambers, I think it's called, in 500 B.C., and yeah, the same thing that oh, chanting and yeah, it does something. The sounds, sounds, the frequencies, and the intention. Yep, so, I my kids even prayer by choice. Wow, that's good. That's, go I mean, that's outstanding, really. They have um, their sure. old. Um, chant and what they mm-hmm. have is they have it mixed with um, nature sounds, water and stuff like that and you can actually Perfect. feel, it's really kind of cool when I have all the speakers going to my house to actually feel the vibration mm-hmm. in the house yeah, it's like one thing bounces off of another and it just shakes the foundation uh, binaurals too we gotta talk about that sometime I don't have anybody else to talk to about it <laughs> Everybody else sent to Netflix and this and that. Here's the cool part. I met and really good friends with a gentleman 
who specializes in binaural beats. Nice. And That's cool. So, I don't say I specialize in it. I do have software. I've made a lot of different kinds. But, yeah, that would be good to talk to him, too. Bring him on. This is – we're trying to reach people. Um, he he actually came into it by accident. Um, he would volunteer. He's a musician, was in the, mil- in the military. He was in the band there, Start West. And he'd volunteer at the children's hospital, and they had a special needs little girl who, when they'd mm-hmm. play certain music, she'd have a, she'd melt down. She'd have a panic attack. And oh. he started playing with different frequencies and different notes. Yeah. Turned out that E-flat was what resonated with her. So anytime yeah. he played anything in E-flat, she would come out of her shell and she'd dance and she'd sing and she'd, be, she'd have fun. And so he started studying it more. And yeah. so now he understands, you know, and he's going to actually work with us of, with um, creating frequency music to go with different scripts to do, mm-hmm. to work with special needs kids and traumatic um, that, um, soldiers to be able to Good. get the most impact during certain parts of brainwaves because certain sounds for different Different frequencies work with different parts of the sleep process or different brain frequencies. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it's about so researching it. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. I have a pentatonic scale and all that. Oh, I see it's 3 o'clock now or 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time. But I don't know how much further we can push this out, but I'm glad that uh, whatever – Viewers we have right now, thank you for listening in. Thanks for being here, Diane. Uh, it's always been, it's always good. So for this so. show, we have created a Facebook event group in the Facebook event. So any questions you have, post it in the discussion there. We will answer it in real time. Mm-hmm. And join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central. And we're going to break hypnotherapy and other mind things down to a level to, to help bring awareness, eliminate the misconceptions, and get use the best help you can get and be able to get the knowledge you need to make the best decisions for you. Yeah, it all starts with knowing about it, different ways, different people. It is, especially with COVID, everybody's a specialist in the mind, even though they barely have any training. (laughs) Mary. Mary. Yes, ma'am. I have enjoyed it. Hey, I'm glad. That's good. Did we answer some of your questions? No, I was just listening, and it was very interesting, especially, you know, the latter part, the first part of it. You know, I was a little bit busy, so uh, I was just kind of skimming. But, you know, the the latter part, you know, right towards here, you know, uh, it was interesting because then I had the chance to really, you know, focus and listen to that. And so I thought it was really, uh, you know, interesting. And, by the way, I'm Catholic, so, you know, that makes a difference for me, too. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Good. That's why I added it in, Diane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I researched it ahead of time. <laughs> I, I knew that was one of your hangups was about being Catholic. And actually, it was Pope John Paul II that actually opened it up for people and be deemed accessible. He actually used it after he got shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm not really hung up with being Catholic. You know, I'm open, you know. With you know all religious you know any denomination you know it's just person but you know I was just raised that way and uh, I know of other denominations and things like that I'm cool with it but you know I'm I'm just Catholic that's all it is you know so <laughs> to me you yeah. know it's you know it's just by choice and uh, so definitely you know anybody that you know believes is the main thing yeah you know and mm-hmm. I grew up in a household of very strict Catholic grandmother who you know to her magic was witchcraft well, you couldn't watch yeah. magic shows because it was bad because that used to be the stigma that magic was the devil 
Oh, oh uh, magic yeah. tricks, you mean, or? <laughs> no, it's yeah, and, then, and you know, I think people put hypnosis in the magic trick category is really not. <laughs> so it yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> it's, it would be a more acceptable probably magic trick. Here, let me do a magic trick on your mind. I'll help you with quit smoking or getting rid of anxiety. Uh, it's, all, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. Hey, it's like Chris mm-hmm. Angel. You know, it's we not have a power. Show in, in Vegas. Making millions of bucks. Right. <laughs> there you go. Quacking like chickens or ducks and barking like trees. You know, like barks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been great, Mary. I look forward to it next week. And looking forward to talking about whatever we're going to talk about. I think we're talking about um, what questions to ask. Correct. What things to know about your your therapist. Correct. How to break down your therapist, make sure they have the credible training, make sure they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And what questions to ask them. And how to make Mm -hmm. sure that they are, have your best interests at heart. And they're not just pushing the agenda. Most importantly. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, it's a lot of things are all about agendas. Yeah. Money talks. So. Mm-hmm. so, thank you for joining right. us today. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern when Georgette does her oh. okay. vitality. Schedule it in. I'm working on all adding right. all of them into events so everyone knows what's going on because we're adding a it lot would of help. shows. It would help. You got a lot I'm going on. We do. So, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Andre, as always. Thank you. And we keep Diane entertained, so we've done our job for the day. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Diane. Catch okay. you later. Wonderful. Thank you. And thank you, Hope, Hope Collection. Yes. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye. and thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio.